0: A M E N, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida. U S A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show your weekly excursion into the world of cigars spirits and diversions the cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are open 877-DAVE-007 now fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail it's time for the general cigar dave This is a special presentation of the Cigar Dave Show, America at War with the Chinese Virus. With the latest intel, here's the Global General, Cigar Dave.
1: Well, the Chinese Communist Party is getting extremely worried. The cat is out of the bag. The con is up. They infected the entire world, not only with the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, but they have infected the world's economy. They've infected the world's health. It's over. It's done. They're finished. Guarantee it. Take it to the bank. It's crumbling right underneath them. Interesting report that an exiled Chinese whistleblower by the name of Guo Wengai has succeeded in exfiltrating a defector from the Chinese Wuhan Institute of Virology Lab in Wuhan, China. He has been able to get that defector to Europe. If that proves true, that would be absolutely huge. The cat will absolutely be out of the bag. Not the cat that they sell at the open-air market in China, or the dogs, or any of the bats, or any of the other vermin and other mammals that they sell but it is over. And I can tell you that not only am I upset, but every person in this country is beyond upset. And those people who for a number of years have said, President Trump making a big mistake going after China, going after China on trade, the Joe Bidens of the world, the China Joes, and all the other globalists who said, we need to embrace China, we want a strong China, wrong. What we are now seeing is what they have sowed. China does not follow any regulation. China is our enemy. They are the world's enemy. That has been proven. And Donald Trump has been proven correct when he said, we need to get tough with China on trade. And I have a very good sneaking suspicion that China will not honor their agreement to purchase $250 billion worth of product and agricultural products from the United States over the next number of years. And I have a feeling that China will be done. They will be finished. They will be over. Let us all hope. But I am telling you right now that every single person in this country that said, no, China, we shouldn't go after them. China's our friend. It's racist. It's xenophobic to go after China. Wake the hell up. China is our enemy. They have destroyed businesses. And we've got a special guest that will join us in just a few moments to talk about Some of the plight that he has gone through in dealing with the PPP, the Payroll Protection Plan. Very, very difficult. A lot of government bureaucracy. But, as always, it is your global five-star General Alpha Male-in-Chief coming to you front and center. We have moved the Ford Theater of Operations to a classified destination in the cigar city of Tampa that is 100% cigar-friendly, free of enemies of pleasure, free of any Chinese Communist Party members. As always, I extend to you my long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute, semper delectatio. Always pleasure. We hope to get back to that very very quickly. It is my pleasure to welcome longtime friend to the Cigar Dave Show, Jeff Borshowitz, the founder and owner of the Corona Cigar Company stores in Orlando. There are three there, and the Davidoff Store Lounge in the cigar city of Tampa. Jeff. It is always great to see you, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because we've got cigar retailers now. Everybody in the cigar business, they're not immune the way that the rest of the country is not immune from the, the closings and the social distancing and, and having to feel the financial effects of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. But I wanted to bring you on to talk about your experiences going through the PPP because you've got a lot of people you employ, I think 130 people. we have 125 employees. 125 employees. You're trying to keep them working. I know that you're doing curbside. Uh, If somebody comes up, people can come in. I think very – I'm not sure about Orlando, but I know in Tampa they can come in very quickly, get their cigars. You'll deliver it curbside. So let's talk about how the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus has affected your business.
2: Well, thanks for having me on the show. It's a great topic to discuss. Um, All of our, our retail stores also have the bar component. Um, so we have the, the cigar retail side, and then you have the, the full liquor bars. And we also have uh, our our license allows us to carry out uh, packaged liquor as well. But we were the first industry that got uh, restricted was bars and restaurants. So when they shut down all the bars, um, I could tell that this was going to be a big problem, not only for us, but for more so for our neighbors. Because all of our stores are located in centers that have, uh, great neighbors, great tenants. So if we're, you know, we're next to high-end restaurants and, and steakhouses and nightclubs and things like that. And it, you know, it takes a village. You don't want to be trying to operate as an island. And as a, someone that sells, uh, liquor in a bar, when you just shut it off, the biggest thing is that you don't shut off the bills. That's correct. you know, the landlord's, um, Maybe it was wishful thinking on my part that landlords would be a little more, uh, we're in it together type of mentality, but I can tell you that's um, the exact opposite. Um, landlords uh, flex their muscles real early. I had predicted that when April 1st came around that you know, you're going to see people not be able to pay the rent. And so... Fortunately, because we uh, are still allowed to sell cigars, you know, people can come in, they can buy their cigars, they just can't hang out. Right. You just can't smoke a cigar in here and, and sit in one of the chairs. And um, But that hurts business because it, this is a very social type of, of product. You know, people buy cigars because they want to hang with their buddies and smoke cigars. And when people can't do that, um, you know, they obviously aren't going to buy as many cigars. So anyway... Um, I was hoping that the landlords would, would, you know, do some rent concessions since, you know, it's all feel a little bit of squeeze together. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. It's, you know, three out of our four actually sent lawyers letters saying, listen, you know, too bad, so sad, pay me. And so it was real clear. Now I wonder, Jeff, mm-hmm. if
1: the landlords that have tenants such as the AMC Theaters mm-hmm. and uh, um, International Mall, huge... Uh, um, oh, Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. Thank yeah. you. Just mm-hmm. escaped my mind. Yeah. They both early on said we're not yeah. paying April rent. So mm-hmm. I wonder if there is a double standard where the bigger you are, you can get away with it, but the small guy gets shafted.
2: I, I believe that's true because they've got. It's all about leverage and how how they can negotiate. So if you're a Cheesecake Factory and you're you're negotiating seventy different uh, of locations, and a lot of the malls are are operated by the same you know Simon groups and things like that. So I think there might be some different deals cut there versus a, a your, your local type of one-off type of businesses. They're, they're, you know, I, I honestly just think the right thing to do was to work with the tenants. Absolutely. But, But let's use an example. Some of our landlords are saying, listen, we're heavily leveraged on this buyout for that. We, when we bought this shopping center, so we have mortgage payments to make and that's why we need your rent. and, and, well, my position was: Listen, I've been in. Let's say, for example, in our downtown store, I've been there since 2008. In Orlando. In Orlando, there's not one single day that they didn't collect rent. While right. a lot of other tenants have come and gone. Correct. And don't tell me you're not making some money on the rent. Okay. Right. So you've had 12 years of good times. Let's mm-hmm. feel a little pinch with us for the next month. But no, that's not the way it works. So, so anyway, we're. Thank God we have mail order. We have CoronaCigar.com. We have our, our, uh, our catalog. And we, you know, we were all, I started as a mail order company in 1996. But at the end of the day, yeah, that's, let's say it's saving the business. But this is, this is not good. This is not good. That's what's happening. Because you, you've got small business. You've got brick and mortar. You've got retailers, restaurants, and bars that are there. I, my prediction is I would not be surprised if half, 50%, will not reopen.
1: I tend to agree. And I think you're going to see a shakeout of the manufacturers.
2: Yes, unfortunately. Um, and, that, and here's the other thing that makes it even worse. We've been spending so much money in dealing with the FDA regulation and dealing with all you know, the, the money on that. And it's like now we got this perfect storm. you got an economy of collapse. you got things that are closed. you got FDA breathing down your neck and all these expenses. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. But it can let's shift to the PPP thing. What, what the government did with the Paycheck Protection Program actually was a lifeline and is a lifeline for many companies. Um, one of the biggest problems is that they spent an extra week trying to put the Green New Deal in it. And that delayed, you know, that's, that's one week through the process that got lost. And what happens is that, you know, I think people might have been misled about how quick it is to fund alone this ppp program is a loan
1: right and Mnuchin said you're going to go into your bank and then you're going to walk out with your money and it never is that no. easy when it's involving government
2: correct so i i had anticipated this would take up to eight weeks in order to, to get it to fund and so we had to make a decision that what are we going to do here and my decision was we're going to take a leap of faith we're going to keep everybody working people that don't want to work they you know they, they can stay home we've got certain guys that i don't want working and so people can elect if they if they want to stay employed or not employed and we you, and we keep, big thing is if you keep people on payroll, you can keep their health insurance. Right. And that's the idea is you don't want them go to, remember the, the unemployment system got overwhelmed. So if somebody tries to go get unemployment, it's two weeks they don't pay you anyway, but then if it takes two to three, four weeks to get your unemployment kicking in, you got a month. And a month is when, you know, rent is due, car payments due, and all that other stuff. So we did everything we, we could you know, to keep people employed on the payroll, and then when this thing, you know, hopefully opens back up, we can just come back to business and keep people working. So the Paycheck Protection Program uh, will work for companies that were able to get in it. The problem is it was not funded with enough money from day one. It ran out very quickly, and we're going to have a lot of guys that are stuck in the dark, and hopefully they'll get it, but now it's going to be another 30, 40 days before they get their money. So now they've got to be able to front it for two months, and that's going to be a problem. So because, it, because if we get funded, you know, it takes it took 30, 40 days, the next guy, it might take him 90 days to get his money. So that's why this is going to be a, a big problem.
1: And many of the large banks already went through their allocation. Now, there's on the new PPP reauthorization, where they added, I think, $350 billion mm-hmm. to it, a number of large banks have already said, we've got so many loan applications already in queue, don't bother coming to us. And I know a number of community banks have said, we, we can process your loans. And I know, Jeff, you told me initially you were going to go with a larger bank, and you ended up going with one of your other smaller community banks.
2: Yeah, I mean, in any retailers or actually any business guys, any business guys, if you with your business checking account, you need to make sure you're not dealing with one bank. Correct. I learned about that about 10 years ago with the Operation Choke Point that Eric Holder was running with, with President Obama. And uh, we had our checking accounts closed because. And we're real in quickly, a let's
1: talk about what Operation Chokepoint was. It was where it was an illegal government operation through, I think, the Treasury, yes. where they couldn't force people to not sell firearms or tobacco products, including cigars. But they made it hard for you to bank. They went to the banks and threatened them and said, "If you don't cut them off, we're going to audit you. We're going to make life difficult for you." Totally blatantly illegal. Senate, Congress uncovered it. But meanwhile. You get caught in the crossfire. Yeah,
2: we had our, we had our, uh, my, my personal checking account and a business account with SunTrust that actually got, I got a notice in the mail. My sister thought it was a, 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 a phishing campaign, a scam. And it was actually a real letter saying our account was going to get closed in 30 days. And when we went to the bank, we said, what's going on? And they were like, yeah, it's because Operation Choke Point and you're in tobacco. So we learned then as we started diversifying and started banking with four or five different banks. And that has been, uh, a real lesson for anybody if when you're in business don't put all your eggs in one basket and in this case we i had originally thought that you know big banks would be the way to go the too big to fail banks right right well what happened those are the guys that ran out of money first and when i first saw that inkling that wells fargo said that they had a prop they didn't have their ratios were wrong i jumped ship real quick and went to my state bank and uh and and they were able to 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 accommodate so Uh, My advice is, is, you know, if you have a relationship with a local local bank, community bank, um, check those guys because the process does work. Um, we still haven't been funded, but I, I've signed the, all the documents and all that other stuff. And it is a process. This is a real loan. Listen, they're not going to hand money to people without, you know, having, having contracts signed and verifying checking accounts and verifying employment. Uh, 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 you know, what, how many employees you have and what you pay and things. So there's due diligence that's involved in this. It's not like an ATM. You punch in a number and out comes all kinds of money. This is a, a real loan. That's why it takes you know four or five six weeks. So, uh, you know, I I'd say that so far. The program has done well however let's instead of get angry about you know this bank didn't do this or this thing bank didn't do that let's roll back to what the real problem is this is a this virus came out of china and is damaging our country and our country is doing its best to try to react and hopefully this money will get funded enough to keep keep the rest of these businesses going but this is a big picture problem and, and uh I think we're, you know, maybe I'm an optimist eight day, but I think we're coming off of this thing where I'm hoping we can start getting back to some sort of of reopening. Jeff Borshowitz, the founder and owner of Corona Cigars
1: in Orlando, three locations, and the Davidoff Store Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, as well as coronacigar.com. But Jeff, talking about that, we are so close to the late April, mid-May, four to six week lockdown period, shelter in place. And I see many of these conservatives, whether it's the talk show host or the television host, saying these are impingements on our freedom. We need to open now. I see what's going on in Georgia. We, it's, this is like we're running a marathon and we're in the last mile. And people want to just blatantly, without uh, any regard, just open up to the point where if we get a second wave of this, we're really screwed. And I think that if we just take another week, and everybody's, it's difficult for everybody, but if we can get through maybe another week, even two weeks, I think we'll be on the back side of it. But these people that are saying now, you know, we've got to immediately open up and our rights are, are being threatened. A lot of these people, these pastors and some of these uh, other business people that said that, I've just read in the last week, they died of coronavirus, Chinese. Communist Party, Wuhan virus. We are this close. Everybody wants to reopen. Everybody wants to get back into it. But the worst thing you can do is say, okay, let's open up immediately when we're this far away from hopefully nipping the thing in the butt, at least for the summer. And yet I see these people coming out saying, nope, let's immediately open up. Like in Georgia, you're going to open up with people that are going to have direct contact, which makes absolutely no sense to me. So that's my feeling on it. Now, going back to the bank, one of the things my grandfather always taught me, cigar aid, he said, always have multiple banks that you deal with. Mm-hmm. They'll all, every bank will want all of your business. They'll want all your business, all your checking, all your savings, all your loans. Always make them think they have a possibility of getting it, but never give it to them. So they know you've got leverage. That's right. And that was a great lesson that he always said. Because I remember walking into the bank as a kid, and they'd say, you know, Abe, hey, how about we get all your business? My grandfather would always say the same thing. You know, I've been thinking about it. Let me think about that. I, I may very well do that, but I need to think about it. And he'd walk out and never do it.
2: Yeah, and one of the things I love here, you know, I have an affinity with uh, old, the, the wise old man type of thing. And when you hear these stories, these challenges have been around for 100 years. I mean, we, we had the Spanish flu in 1918. And, you know, when you hear these stories about why your your grandfather told you you need to have, you know, multiple bankers, it's true. Was it true 100 years ago then? Right. And it's uh, it's true now. And and the other part is that, uh, you know, a famous saying is that you know your banker always wants to loan you money when you don't need it. That's right. And then they're nowhere to be found when you when you when do. Times need are it. tough. They'll so, they'll
1: squeeze you by the nuts.
2: So you gotta you know make sure you keep those relationships open and and have more than one avenue so that when problems like this occur, you've got some options. But again, you can call me an optimist, but I think that, you know, if, remember Dave, we didn't get shut down immediately either. Things things phased right. in. You know, we started with a curfew. You know, we had to reduce our hours. Then we had to have space seating. And then next thing you know, it was no seating. And so at some point, you know, hopefully we can get back to the slow reopening, which, which I do believe is going to occur. But I do understand some of the frustration for the people that are protesting. And let me, let me tell you why I see this. When you close down the boat ramp, Or when you close down a state park that's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, those those that's ridiculous. And you can't in Michigan go to your second home. Correct. That's ridiculous. Now, but that's why people are angry. Right. When you can walk in, when you're in Michigan and you can walk in on this aisle and grab a loaf of bread, but this aisle I can't go get some seeds and a lawnmower blade. That's, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's punishing people. you. You can't get a baby seat. Right. And that, and that, in my opinion, is like, yeah, we're all in this together. We're going to try and work our way through it. But when some government officials just want to seem like they want to make your life miserable, where, why can't I take my kayak and go out into the middle of Tampa Correct. Bay, or that one guy that was out there surfing by himself in the ocean. Correct. And they and arrested gonna, him. And they arrest him. Ridiculous. Or the person in Colorado that's playing catch with his daughter outside, right. and he gets handcuffed. And that's where people start saying, wait a minute. Yeah, that's
1: extreme. That's exactly right. But
2: that's what's happening. And that's, and that's why well, there is, but there's also realize.
1: there is, but there's also movement to just open everything up immediately. But but, 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 but we got to be in the, the middle, right? Exactly, I mean. correct. And and there's there's extremes. And in Michigan, listen, if you own a second house and you're going to stay in place, go to your second house. Right. You want to go to a boat ramp and you say, look, I'm going to maintain six, eight, ten feet. Yes, great, no problem. You're not bothering anybody. This country, the pendulum always swings. There's an ex- always excessive, you know, where they say, okay, we've got to eliminate this, this, and this, and we go to the excess. Same thing back uh, in the financial crisis where all the banks made bad loans, then all of a sudden they made no loans. Nobody could get yes. any financing. Yeah. We always overreact to everything. But, you know, talking about China, I've spoken to several cigar manufacturers over the last week or so. And they have all told me, and they are beyond, they hate, they've always done business with China, the cutters, the lighters, some of their boxes, their humidors. Mm -hmm. Everyone I've spoken to, probably five, have said, we, three of them said, we've already been weaning off China. Two of them said, that's it, I'm done. I got to find other places, whether it's Honduras, whether it's another, another of them said, I'd like to make things here in the United States again. But we have to get away from China, they are the enemy. You'll love this, Jeff. Chinese media, which is, the Chinese Communist Party, right. threatens lawsuit against the U.S. for AIDS deaths. I mean, this is how desperate they are right now. Secret Cable, uh, uncovered, accused China of cover-up during the 2006 bird flu spread. D, that's a surprise. China, we can't dismiss America as the coronavirus origin until U.S. proves otherwise. They know the con is up. It's over. And uh, somebody smuggled out some video via social media showing the export docks in China. They're empty. They've destroyed the economy of the world. And I think when this thing is uncovered, I really believe this was a man-made, manipulated virus. There's now people that are – and I don't believe it's a conspiracy theory. They've been conducting tests on it for a number of years And I think it escaped, whether it was accidental or on purpose. But the one thing that is indisputable is the fact that the Chinese Communist Party knew about it. They cut off all travel from Wuhan to every other city in China. Yet for three weeks, 30,000 people a day left China for the United States and the world. And we're all feeling the effects of it because of these bastards. True. Unbelievable. Jeff Borchowitz, the founder and owner of the Corona Cigar Stores in Orlando. Three great stores downtown, Sand Lake and uh, Lake Mary, and then the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City where we conduct many broadcast operations and tasting maneuvers. We'll come back with a national c- the correction, the International Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony with a special cigar that Jeff has selected for us.
3: Quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
0: With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy and Chinese virus sanitation maneuvers performed, it's time for National Cigar lightation Maneuvers.
1: Pursuant to the latest scientific findings, we have taken a box of Corona Cigar Nicaraguan Selection 20th Anniversary Florida sun-grown Maduros outside into the sun to make sure that any possible virus remnants are destroyed, and I've now opened this box, and Jeff borshowitz the founder, owner, Corona Cigar Companies in the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, has just opened this box. I got your signature and everything. Certificate of Authenticity, Jeff. Man, how did you sign thousands of these boxes? Amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, each one you signed uh, just perfectly. Well, Jeff, tell me about this. People, kind of a hidden gem. The in-house cigars that carry the Corona Cigar Band and label these aren't your typical low-budget house brands these are exceptional cigar and this is made by one of the finest manufacturers in the world so let's talk about this very unique cigar
2: yeah we're we're fortunate to partner up with some of the best factories in the world um you know when we whenever we do any brand of cigar that's an exclusive to corona cigar um you know it's not it's not about price and all that other stuff we look at which manufacturers we feel have great tobaccos. We know they have a great inventory and people that can keep uh, making cigars year after year. So believe it or not, our first Corona Nicaraguan selection we did back in uh, 1998, that was uh, with uh, uh, Jose Oliva and the Oliva family. So that's been a, one of our best-selling cigars for a long, long time. Uh, and we still saw the cigar. So when we did the 10th anniversary, um, Eduardo Fernandez and Paul Palmer and myself um, made that version and uh, been a huge success. And then the 20th anniversary, again, we've been doing these now for 20 years, and um, what I thought was cool, Eduardo Fernandez has always been a mentor of mine uh, when it comes to growing cigar tobacco. He actually uh, gave me tech- technical advice when we were starting our, our farm in Claremont, Florida, and he supplied me with his Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 tobacco seeds. So we knew we uh, were starting with a with good seed stock and great tobacco. So. What was really cool is that when we grew the tobacco in Florida and we still grow that same seed, um, we, when this tobacco gets exported to Nicaragua and it goes to Drew Estate and JC Newman and Aganorsa, um, in this particular brand, it's got FSG that's blended with its brothers and sisters, but they're grown in Nicaragua. So you got Nicaraguan, F, you got Nicaraguan Croho in it and you got Florida sungrown Croho in it. And so it's a really interesting, uh, a blend of tobacco and, um, the one thing about Corojo tobacco that Aganorsa grows and that we grow, it's, it's somewhat spicy. So um, the Maduro version has a San Andreas Maduro wrapper on it, which tends to, to balance that spice out a little bit. Uh, still going to be a, a, a somewhat full-bodied cigar, but really flavorful cigar. And, and a great, you know, all of the stuff that we, we manufacture with folks like Aganorsa goes straight from them to us and then to the consumer. So that helps us keep the prices down a little bit. The tobacco is very expensive that's in the cigar, but we're able to keep this, uh, retail is around 850 to 950 a cigar, around 110 to $120 for a box of uh, 20. So um, this is about the, the lowest, price point that you can get into and smoke cigars with fsg tobacco because remember our tobacco costs us a fortune to grow yeah that's a um, labor of love not yeah. a
1: labor of uh,
2: financial uh, right. wealth right so, <laughs> as i know if, having been to the farm with yeah. you it's a lot of work it's a lot of work it's expensive but it's worth it it's something different you know we just got done talking about you know people having to make everything in china and we don't make anything in this country anymore so that was our little way of sticking the flag back back in the ground in america and growing cigar tobacco in florida again
1: well, Jeff, remember the days when if you said Mexican tobacco, people said, oh, I don't want Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, too harsh. Now, can't get enough of the San Andrean Moron wrapper. It's yeah, beautiful.
2: I loved, I've i always been a fan of the Maduro wrapper from there. Um, I'm not a fan of cigars that were made of all Mexican tobacco because right. it just had too much of that clay soil type of flavor to it. But Mexican Maduro, San Andreas Maduro wrapper is really good, and I find it balancing and this may be just me, but when you put it on some cigars that have a lot of spice and, and fuller body, I think it tones it down, just takes a little bit of that sharpness off, that it actually brings it down. Now, that just might be me, but right. I'm telling you, when I smoke, when I smoke uh, uh, a Maduro version of, of a lot of cigars that have San Andres, I find it balances out and brings it down where it's not quite as overpowering.
1: Now, this uh, looks as though I've got a double Corona here.
2: This one is the Churchill. We make Churchill. a double Corona size, too. That's even right, so the Churchill, this
1: looks about uh, seven and a half by about 50, 52? Yes. yeah, 50. 50. Beautiful cigar. Classic size. Can't go wrong. It is the Corona Cigar Nicaraguan 20th Anniversary, Florida sun-grown
0: from Nicaragua. Cigar-altering and highly-sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I've got one of these cutters
1: that looks like a bat, not a Chinese bat. Just like a bat. Anything from China, we despise. So this uh, is going to do a nice job. Double-edged cutter. That's what I would use today on this magnificent-looking Corona Cigar 20th Anniversary Nicaraguan.
0: Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. We call
1: this the CCK, the Chinese Communist Killer, for good reason. With the flames on this thing, we could just blow-torch the hell out of these guys. There's about a 1,000 members they really make a difference in China. The Chinese Communist Party. We could eradicate them with about ten of these. They'd be finished. <laughs> and let me do the honors. I would love to do it and see those guys vaporize those
0: S.O.B.s. That would be my absolute pleasure. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one.
1: All right. Beautiful cut. Now I will toast the foot. Of this Corona Cigar, Nicaraguan 20th anniversary, Florida sun-grown tobacco, San André Moron wrapper. Nice, beautiful Churchill. You know, Jeff, it's amazing. A lot of people have gotten away from smoking the Churchill or the double Corona size for the Toro or Robusto Torpedo. But to me... It's still a great size, just a classic,
2: and a Corona I like too. Yeah, I ended up by uh, smoking more of the Toro size, but today the the Churchill just was calling my name, so I said, "Let's let's grab." Well, calling both of, the of our names because I said you pick it, you yeah. you
1: select what cigar for a litation. Beautiful looking, just a beautiful oily wrapper. Let me puff and rotate. Lovely draw. Hmm. Little little spice, little sweetness right off the bat. And everything Aganorsa makes, Mm. beautiful, even amber glow is fantastic. They really, and one of my good, one of the great guys in the industry, Terrence Riley. Terry Mm -hmm. Riley's now with with Aganorsa, uh, and uh, just, I think that's a great move. He's doing a great job. He really is. And he's
2: highlighting. You know why I'm glad that, that Terrence is there is that, Aganorsa is a big operation. They really grow a is. lot of tobacco, and it's very impressive. And, and Eduardo, man, I tell you what, Eduardo Fernandez is an amazing guy. He really is. He, he, he does not, you know, I don't know if he doesn't like the limelight or what, but that dude is an operator in, on all levels, not just with tobacco, but on agriculture as a whole. This guy's in beef cattle. He's in the hogs. He's in the, you know, Meat, all kinds of stuff, everything. And to, and the, and to me, that's low why key I, guy, very yeah.
1: low key. Right. I mean, you almost have to really pull it out of him. I right. Mean, he's like, now talk to Terry at the at the yeah. uh, IPCPR convention last summer. I, I chatted with him. He's like, talk to Terry. He'll he'll come on the show, not but, me. I, but I'm Terry's the,
2: been taking great pictures and, and really absolutely. showcasing what these guys do because they're the real deal. And I always say that. You know, there's a lot of guys in the industry that do a lot of work and, and produce a lot of the cigars that we see, but they're not in a limelight, so you don't necessarily, sometimes credit isn't given where it's due. And so, uh, Eduardo uh, and his and his whole team, they're, they're incredible.
1: Well, I'm getting a little bit of almost like an oak cask sizzle yeah. on this. And it's very appropriate because our libation today will be a perfect pairing.
0: Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: Well, earlier this week, Tommy D, Tommy Diadio, the senior executive vice president of Spirits Procurement for all of Corona Cigar and the Davidoff Store and Lounge, said, I want you to try our new Peerless, uh, I believe there's a single barrel. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal Kentucky bourbon. And he said, you want the rye or the bourbon? I said, you pick it. He said, try the bourbon. So I pour a little in a glass. And I will tell you, this, Peerless is one of these names, Jeff, that nobody's heard of yeah it's like a hidden gem tell me how you ended up discovering them and how you got into the single barrel program with
2: them. well we do so many different single barrels i think we're probably up to 30 different bourbons and and uh actually tequila as well we're doing so many different expressions of of unique products and the peerless one that the bourbon and the rye both came out incredible when i had those i was like wow these really turned out good so um and also i want to give a big big kudos to tommy man this guy he knows bourbon he knows whiskey and well so let's not go that far Genevieve. no i mean no let's great. not no i'm kidding he's great. we love tommy yeah, you know what we always
1: yeah. we love to uh, bust tommy's nads but tommy is fantastic no. and he really it's incredible because he'll come in and he'll say here try this this and this yeah. and he's got a great palate but the expressions of single barrel that you now have done yeah and that you sell, mm-hmm. it, you go through
2: these like they're,
1: like they're candy now.
2: Yeah, so we've been doing it since two, 2008, and so we were an early adapter into the single barrel program, and that's because when we really started focusing on uh, brown spirits, you have to go back to what the liquor industry was in 2008, and most of the attention and money was going to flavored vodkas. That's what right. everybody was making all kinds of, you know, you name the flavor, they were making it. Not a lot of attention was being paid to bourbon, and single malt scotches, and so we were an early adapter in that. And believe it or not, I'm looking at, a, at one of the bottles right behind you there. Uh, our first single barrel bourbon we did was with four roses over there, and that was really cool because um, a lot of people don't realize. Sometimes they think, oh, it's just a sticker on a bottle that says it's no, 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 no. no. I mean, this is really cool because with with like four roses, you get you have a, you have a choice of different mash bills, and then you get a choice of different yeasts. And you've got so many it's like being blending cigars you have so many different combinations you could come up with and what we you know what we do is every single single barrel we do it's with one purpose and how does it pair with a cigar and that's what we that's every choice is based how's it going to taste more smoking a cigar with it i remember being in your office maybe
1: seven eight years ago mm-hmm when you had all these samples of Four Roses. Yeah. And you said, here, let's try this, let's try that. And I said, Jeff, this is the one. And you're like, that's exactly the one I picked also. Yeah. Uh, but it was fascinating because when they move the barrels to different parts of the rickhouse, yes. you get different flavors because the heat, where it's located, you can have them on the same row. Yes. But yet, they're three, four barrels away. They're different
2: nuances. And, and the good thing is, is that we've been working with these distillers for so long so that the master distillers, they know what flavor profile we're looking for. So when they start, you know, they've got thousands and thousands of barrels. And so the special ones that they're picking for their own single barrels, they're like, okay, we know what Corona Cigars flavor profile that they're kind of looking for. And then so we get a choice of what they even think are the best. So it's like, when you talk about the term cherry picking, this is really what cherry picking is, you know. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're really picking the cherries out of this. So so our single barrels are, are, are super popular. And, and, and I want to go back to Tommy for a second. We've had, uh, you know, our bars have been shut down now for over a month. And because we have what are called four COP uh, licenses, so we're the same type of license as a liquor store has. So we're allowed to sell bottles, uh, you know, out through the store like a liquor store. We just can't serve in the stores right now. but. Um, we there's a group here called tampa uh, bourbon society whiskey society and these guys know how great our picks are and actually actually we've picked barrels with the tampa bay whiskey society and really brought them into the process on a lot of this stuff so it's been a really cool experience a really cool way to for the community to have access to the special bourbons and whiskeys that we That we have and so uh tommy's been fantastic of 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 you know making these available while the bars all the bars in the area are closed people are able to get some special whiskey and and enjoy it at their house we would much rather they're enjoying it here with us absolutely but at least we've got them where people can you know enjoy it at home while we're cooped up
1: and you've been selling a ton of it yes
2: especially and a lot of it in fact
1: i know jeff you and i talked and tommy about selecting maybe in the fall doing some special single barrels yeah so we're going to talk about doing that and and the the most fun part is tasting all the different the different samples and then coming up and seeing it when you finally get the barrel
2: if there's one you know making lemonade out of lemons here uh there's been several barrels you know especially stuff that's coming out of buffalo trace distillery where eagle rare and Blanton's and, and things like that are real hard, and, and and then also like Weller and all these other ones that have been, we we've been limited on how many barrels we can get. Um, with the bars being closed, listen, less whiskey is being sold. I know people think that there's more being sold in liquor stores. Nope. The, the liquor can't stores can't make that up. They can't make it up. They're 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 actually selling more in liquor stores, but it's not enough to make to 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 pick up the lost sales that your restaurants and your bars used to serve. So there is. There is, uh, they're feeling some 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 pain from this one as well.
1: Well, we'll uh, do some great sampling, I'm sure, because uh, between you and Tommy and uh, the access to some great single barrel from all the manufacturers, you know, it's amazing. You start with four roses, and now you've got, what, maybe seven, eight, nine different? No, we're probably
2: up to 30. Are you 30 now? Yeah, there's a ton of them. There's, 30, incredible. Yeah. And, and what happened, too, is the industry, the bourbon industry kind of learned uh, that, consumers want those special products so certain barrel certain brands started getting into single barrel selections and then you know even like maker's mark took it one step further with their private select where we actually start picking our own custom woods that that are used in the in the finished product when you're doing the uh, uh, the second barrel aging on it so it's the the industry has evolved because it wasn't it was you know in 2008 there wasn't a ton of single barrel selections out there but now there's a lot and we uh, I love it. I think it's a, a, another way for us to express our, um, our unique culture of cigars and whiskey together. And, and, and our customers obviously love it, too.
1: Absolutely. We'll continue. Jeff Borshowitz the founder, owner of Corona Cigar Company. Three great stores in Orlando, the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Always wonderful hospitality and host for us as we conduct broadcast maneuvers and tasting maneuvers. We'll continue around the corner.
0: Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the General enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all. At CigarDave.com.
1: Becoming a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club gives you the experience of getting three fantastic cigars every month shipped to you. For April 2020, we feature the Davidoff C.A.B. Collection, the C standing for Camacho Ecuador, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, and intense, bold, tangy cigar. The A stands for the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the first press cigar in the Avo portfolio, medium to full-bodied with complex richness. And the B stands for the Back-to-Back Connecticut, a mild-bodied cigar, boutique beauty with a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. The Camacho Ecuador, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, and the Back-to-Back Connecticut. Part of the April 2020, Davidoff CAB collection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, join the Officers Club now. $22.95 per month, you get three great cigars shipped to you. Join now. CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join and be part of the exclusive club.
4: America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it.
0: This is continuing coverage of America at War Against the Chinese Virus. Here's more from the global general, Cigar Dave.
1: Back, classified location somewhere in the cigar city of Tampa. Jeff Borshowitz, the owner, founder, of Corona Cigar Company, three great stores in Orlando, the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the cigar city of Tampa. Jeff, big announcement this week in the world of uh, cigars. Glenn Loop. After 12 years as the executive director of the Cigar Rights of America, longtime friend, wonderful uh, wonderful guy, and, and important person in the cigar industry, announced that after the election, the day after the election, he is going to be stepping down as executive director. 12 years. Jeff, you were one of the founding members of the Cigar Rights of America, mm-hmm. president for many years. It is not easy when you have... 30, 40 different cigar manufacturers. You have 30 manufacturers, you have 48 opinions. Yeah. Very difficult, but Glenn has been able to navigate through some very, very difficult times. Legislative, I mean, when, before that was started, really there was no one-on-one interaction with congressmen, right. senators, people, the FDA, and uh, he. you were certainly the founding member. You found Glenn, and uh, Glenn really spearheaded that over 12 years. Job well done.
2: Yeah, I worked with Glenn for 10 years. I was uh, part of the. I was the chairman of the board. So we hired Glenn, and uh, I really like Glenn. I think I think what one of the best parts was is that he's a cigar fanatic and understood the lifestyle, and a great public speaker. So whenever Glenn would get in front of a group and really talk about what was going on, and he knew how to read politicians and speak to them. So I'm gonna miss Glenn. Um, I you know I don't know. I don't know what, what's going on exactly uh, with CRA since I've been, when I say you know, the internal uh, things of, of CRA, since I'm not on the board anymore, but my gut feeling is, is that, I said this last year at the Tobacco Association of America, um, the FDA is strangling our industry and people mm-hmm. don't realize it, but yep. it is. I, I, I say it over and over and over and over. Um, you know, it's like in business, everything's great when the money's flowing, and sales are good. As soon as things go south, uh, you know, that's when problems occur. And we've been, you know, having to, to fight these bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. on a, on a legislative side. We've having to, you know, we've got lobbyists involved. We've got the, the travel expenses going up to D.C. And then you've got this whole lawsuit going on that's dragging on, dragging on for years. And these lawyers are extremely expensive. And then now, what do you, what do you, what do you got now? You've got an economy that's collapsing, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's pressure. I think a lot, of, honestly, I think a lot of manufacturers are worrying about how they're going to be around next year. Listen, I talked right? to
1: several manufacturers this week that told me off the record how much they have spent on lobbying, yeah. travel, uh, attorneys, funding these lawsuits. It is excessive. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, it is almost a sad statement that. An industry has to spend millions and millions of dollars to make their case heard in the halls of the Congress in Washington yeah. and the bureaucrats. And I say this, no matter who the president is, it's the bureaucrats that run the asylum up That's there. That's right. And it's a huge problem. President Trump I believe is on our side. I think there are other people in the administration, but you've got this entrenched bureaucracy that doesn't care what the executive branch thinks.
2: But Dave, let me reach on that word entrenched. Oh, we got a minute to go. Okay, entrenched is very true cuz these guys will wait out administrations. Correct. They'll wait out politicians. They they'll they'll watch, you know, Pelosi become speaker and then and then uh, uh, you know, her not the speaker and then someone else is and the Republicans are in charge and Democrats. they'll wait these guys out. they they their job is secure. The people who work at the FDA. And what happens? You, we, we just get, you, we're bled out. I'm telling you, it's like they're bleeding the industry out. Absolutely. And, and this, ridiculous. this stay that, that just happened with the court thing, the problem is Dave, it's a stay. All we've done is kick the ball down right. the road. Right. The substantial equivalence. Yeah. We'll
1: get to that in the next hour. But very quickly, Glenn said, Glenn Loop, I want to quote him, I'm very proud of the work that CRA has accomplished, giving a voice to the premium cigar community at the federal, state, and local levels. CRA is more than a job, it's a mission. For almost a dozen years, we built a national network together that can take this work into the next decade and beyond. This has been accomplished with a dedicated staff and hundreds of volunteers for which I'm thankful and express my sincere appreciation. I remain committed to supporting and advocating for the premium cigar industry given that the threats confronting it are the new normal. Glenn Loop, after 12 years stepping down as the executive director of CRA, Glenn Mission well done, 12 years, long-time friend. I raise my cigar and my spirit to you, and uh, much success in the future. Rick Rodriguez will join us next hour. Hour two of the Cigar Dave Show is next.
0: This is AMEN, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network.
1: Just wrapping up last hour, the Cigar Rights of America Premium Cigar Association announced that the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, United States District Courts for the District of Columbia and Maryland, they received an extension on the substantial equivalence filing until late September. What that means, substantial equivalence, that any cigar launched on the market has to show that it is similar in nature to a cigar that was on the market when the cigars were uh, essentially annexed to the cigarette bill from, geez, probably 10 years ago. So essentially, they've got a delay. We'll see if that's permanent. Otherwise, it may be very difficult for cigar companies to come out with new blends. That would not be good. And we welcome you back. Special thanks to Jeff Borshowitz, the proprietor, founder, owner, Corona Cigars, in the Davidoff Store and Lounge here in the Cigar City. Corona Cigars, three stores in Orlando. Real quick, make sure you go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, upper right-hand corner at CigarDave.com. And if you are not a member of the Officers Club, you should definitely join. $22.95 per month gets you three fantastic cigars. We're going to have the Rocky Patel Edge Sampler for May. Now, for those of you that are awaiting your April shipment of the Davidoff CAB collection, the Camacho Ecuador, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, and the Back-to-Back Connecticut, those are being shipped this week. As you can understand, with social social distancing requirements and limiting the number of people in the warehouses, it is uh, another delay this month. We think it probably is going to get out on time next month, but – those uh, April 2020 selections, the Camacho Ecuador, Synchro, Nicaragua, back-to-back Connecticut from the Davidoff CAB collection. If you're a member of the Officers Club, sit tight. They're going to be mailed by, I believe, next. They're trying to get them out Tuesday. They hope Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. We appreciate the patience, and we have posted a note at CigarDave.com. Sent out an email earlier this week. The problem is we get a ton of these emails back because they're considered spam. So many people, it goes in their spam folder and they don't receive it. But just be on the lookout, the April 2020 selection. Scar Dave Officers Club selection of the Davidoff CAB collection coming out your way this week. Now, first of all, Sergeant Steve, you've got a big smile on your face. As a Cincinnati Bengal fan, I wonder why. Joe Burrow, baby. Joe Burrow taken number one in the NFL draft. We should say that my Buffalo Bills did not have a pick. Well, actually, they really did. They got Stefan Diggs, and I think that was a good move. It was a good move, good move for the Bills. Uh, we're recording this Friday because we wanted to have uh, get Jeff on. So those of you you're listening Saturday, I don't know, my bills are going to be Brandon Bean in the uh, his basement war room, the nicest war room of any general manager by far. However, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, that was a pretty sweet setup at his house, man. He was so cash. He's just got he's on his sofa, a little a little coffee table. He's got his little notebook, big screen in front of him, and this beautiful, you can see the mountains in the background, beautiful pool area. That is some, that's a sweet crib. But what was going on at Mike Vrabel's place? I didn't see, you know what? I, midway through, when it hit like 11 o'clock, I'm like, I'm done. This thing's going to end. What time did it end? 1 o'clock? Yeah, it was, it was a long time. I said, you know what? I'm done. Done. But what I did find interesting was that many of the players did not – abide by the NFL's social distancing rules and regulations. That was not good. Joe Burrow did. He had his mm-hmm. parents and him. Great. Mm-hmm. You had other people that had six, eight, ten people. number of agents were spotted, which I think is totally unacceptable. And if I were the commissioner, what I would have done after they saw the first, and you could see at ESPN, they could see NFL headquarters, they could see all the feeds. They should have told all those people, have three, four people, that's it. Everybody else out of the shot. It's just not a good look. Felt that was a bad look, mm-hmm. and I did hear that the Miami Dolphins approached the Cincinnati Bengals. They approached uh, Mike Brown in return for getting the first pick overall. The Miami Dolphins would have given the next decade worth of draft choices to the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> they, the Bengals passed, but I got to tell you, I would have I mean, taken that trade. <laughs> I would have taken a decade worth of drafts. There's no doubt about it. But they got their man. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. To Atagabaloga. Jury's going to be out. I'm not sure. Miami had three picks in the first round, but nobody circles the wagons and the Miami porpoises and flippers like the Buffalo Bills. All right. Now, let's talk about move on here, some good news real quickly here. We've talked about the Chinese Communist Party, Wuhan virus. We've talked about bad news, the economy, Americans' health. But here is a touching story. A a woman was shot in Toronto a couple of years ago. A new report in a study by Surgeon Giancarlo McAvenue in Sage Medical Journal researched how this woman was able to survive a gunshot wound. Sergeant Steve, would you like to take a guess? It was heading right towards her heart and her the upper part of her chest. Would you like to
5: know what saved her life? Does she have some ample decolletage?
1: She had ample decolletage. She had some silicone breast implant enhancement pleasure devices Her boob implant saved her. The implant caused the change, uh, uh, that caused the bullet to change trajectory. The wound entry was on the left breast, but the rib fracture was on the right side. The bullet entered the skin on the left side, then ricocheted across her sternum into the right breast, broke her rib on the right side, and her implant. You can see this thing. You can see right where it went through, but the implant main pretty much stayed intact. Not much deflation, but. Hopefully, good news is saved your life. Number one, and this is more reason why every woman should have ample decolletage and uh, artificial breast enhancement, so that their lives could be saved in the unlikely event of an
5: emergency like that. Wait a minute, the the bullet changed direction. We have another magic bullet.
1: We uh, bingo, yes, you got another ma- magic boob and a magic bullet. That is correct. Now this is a classic. You all know. That fake news CNN is loaded with absolute wussified betas. They hate the president. The president tomorrow could say, good news. Amongst this Chinese Wuhan party virus, we have found a cure. We've got the vaccine. And on top of that, we have discovered a cure for every type of cancer. Leave it to fake news CNN. They would come back and say, but. The president did not find a cure for heart disease, and they would run for the next five days on that, talking of the president ignore people with heart disease. It is absurd. Every time you look at fake news, CNN, as I call it, the clown news network, they're always now. They were saying earlier that President Trump told everybody to get injected with with uh, Lysol and Clorox, a disinfectant. That's not what he said. But again, leave it to the fake news media. Well, one of the biggest fakers of them all. Brian Stelter, their clearly liberal biased media reporter from reliable sources or as I like to call it unreliable sources at fake news CNN the Clown News Network. He wanted everybody to know how the Chinese Wuhan Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus has affected him. He came out with a tweet last week saying, "I crawled in bed and cried for our pre-pandemic lives." <laughs> tears that have been waiting a month to escape. Oh, the agony. Get up and curl in bed. This is such an appropriate song for that wussified beta.
3: Trying to forget my feelings of love.
1: What is he, an eight-year-old girl? He said, I wanted to share because it feels freeing to do so. Now is not a time for faux invincibility. Journos are living this, hating this, like everyone else. Oh my god, get, 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 me a, get me a crying towel here. He says that it's a feeling of being free. He said, last night I hit a wall, gutted by the death toll, disturbed by the government's shortcomings, dismayed by political rhetoric that bears no resemblance to reality, worried about friends who are losing jobs, Kids who are missing school and senior citizens who are living in fear. Well, I agree. That's true. But at the same time, all these fake news CNN and CBS and NBC, ABC, BS, DNC, every one of them love to wag their finger at everybody else while they're still making their six, seven figures in their little Washington and New York bubble, their liberal bubble. As far as I'm concerned, This guy is a, this is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. In fact, what Brian Stelter needs, the little Mr. I'm gonna get in bed and crawl up and cry for our pre-pandemic lives. Tears waiting to escape. You know what he needs? One giant injection and dose of the great and late H. Lee Ermey.
6: Maybe we should chug on over to Mamby Pamby land where maybe we can find some self-confidence for you, you jackwagon. Bingo.
1: Brian Stelter. What a wussified beta. Meow. Kitty cat. Unbelievable. All right. The Chinese Communist Party Wuhan. Sergeant Steve, do me a favor. Let's go from feelings to. Do we have any little Oktoberfest? Ah, perfect. Oktoberfest. Yeah, little umpapa. Well, the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus has affected the health of people all around the world. It has caused people to pass away, economy in shambles, total, absolute chaos in all of our lives. And this news also disturbing. The world's largest beer and folk festival, Oktoberfest, in the state of Bavaria in Deutschland. By the way, Angela Merkel, she could probably down about 10 kegs herself. She is quite the, talk about a man, boom, she's it. But it has been canceled because of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, Oktoberfest attracts 6 million revelers every year in Munich for the two-week-long festivities. More than a billion euro and tourist dollars. It's like a billion two. It was scheduled to take place from September 19th to October 4th. Now, I'm getting very worried. If they're canceling... Octoberfest in September. I hope that doesn't mean we're going to be canceling the college football and national football league season. Sergeant Steve, would you care to take a wager?
5: What do you think? I think the NFL will play. I don't think college will. I think you're right. I think NFL will play maybe for a while in empty stadiums. Yeah, may not be fans in the stadiums. As
1: long as they get their TV money. And, by the way, Major League Baseball, I see a number of the players are bitching and moaning because even if they do play in empty stadiums, They're not going to have all that ticket revenue and suite revenue and sponsorship revenue coming in. And they're complaining, saying, well, we shouldn't have to take a pay cut. The entire world, the entire country is feeling the effects. If these prima donnas think they're going to get their maximum out of their contracts, they're going to think again. Sergeant Steve, I know you are very involved with the Tampa Bay Lightning Let's talk about the National Hockey League. What is the latest word on what they will do to finish their season out?
5: It sounds like they want to uh, play starting in uh, sometime in July, it sounds like. Okay. I think they would ramp up for a month or two prior of training camps and getting skating and that. But it sounds like they want to play it in four arenas, have six to eight teams at each uh, place to play the games, Three, probably three, four games a day. Um, so, But it's going to be NHL arenas. There was talk of going to, like, South Dakota and New Hampshire and – but they're going to choose four NHL arenas based on who can handle it, who's got the practice ice and that, and also low, obviously, numbers of COVID-19 cases. They looked at Vermont, but Bernard Sanders said, listen, I don't want any hockey players here, those Canadians. They
1: lurk a lot of beer. Forget it. We don't want them in Vermont. New Hampshire, maybe, but not Vermont. But I think the Cigar City of Tampa would be perfect. Hot, humid, The, humidi- know. the
5: humidity is the one thing that, that is a hindrance for Tampa to get this, is, is worrying about the ice. If you're playing three, four games a day on the ices, but you don't have fans going in and out of the building, you don't Correct. have 18,000, 20,000 people increasing the humidity in the building. So. They can make T- it happen. Tampa absolutely is a, is a possibility for that.
1: Well, let's hope. We'd like to see some live sports, although it'll be very weird without fans, but nonetheless. It'll be,
5: how many games have they talked about? Do you know? I think it would be the playoffs. I don't think they're oh, going the to resume the, the regular season, but I think they're going to have more teams in the playoffs, so those that were close. They'll they'll redo the format somehow. Damn, the Buffalo Sabres were only 48 games out of the playoffs. Damn, they could have made it up.
1: Anyway, all right, uh, when we come back, we will continue with our Cigar Masters Series Part 2 with Rick Rodriguez, the brand manager, uh, correction. I always say brand manager. I'm so used to saying that. Actually, Rick is the brand ambassador and the master blender for CAO. We'll continue our conversation with him. And we've got some news on some new releases from CAO right around the corner as we're joined by Rick Rodriguez. Stand by.
0: The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show.
1: Becoming a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club gives you the experience of getting three fantastic cigars every month shipped to you. For April 2020, we feature the Davidoff C.A.B. Collection. The C standing for Camacho Ecuador, Ecuadorian Habano Wrapper, Brazilian Matafina Binder, and Intense Bold Tangy Cigar. The A stands for the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the first box press cigar in the Avo Portfolio medium to full-bodied with complex richness. And the B stands for the Back-to-Back Connecticut, a mild-bodied cigar boutique beauty with a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. The Camacho Ecuador, the Avo Synchro, Nicaragua, and the Back-to-Back Connecticut. Part of the April 2020 Davidoff CAB collection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Join the Officers Club now. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars shipped to you. Join now. Cigardave.com. Click on Officers Club and join and be part of the exclusive club. Rick Rodriguez of uh, CAO Cigars Master Blender Brand Ambassador. Rick, got to bring this up before we talk about some other cigars and we'll have plenty of time to talk about uh, other things and other items and also I want to really delve into what you find is your inspiration when you're creating cigars but I got to relay a quick story uh, we were this has got to be geez I think maybe eight ten years ago yeah, it's probably something like that eight years seven eight years ago no, it was about ten years ago I think walk in to have dinner at Seasons 52 it was right around Thanksgiving time and it was uh, my mother my father cigar sister Lynn myself were walking in to our table and who do I see You, your lovely wife, there was another couple, and I introduced you all, we chit-chatted for about 10 minutes, and next thing I know, they were bringing up a very nice bottle of wine to the table, which was very nice, and we left, said goodbye, and we thanked you, and uh, my dad always would ask about you. He'd always say, How's Rick? How's Rick doing? What's going on with Rick? Whenever I'd be in in, in Vegas, he'd say, "Did you see Rick?" Always would ask about you. Wow. Thought very highly of you, and uh, so I wanted to share that because, again, we we've known each other for a long time. Good friends, uh, not only I guess you could say colleagues. Uh, talking about cigars and doing things together, but uh, good friends, and there's a very unique kinship here in the Cigar City. A lot of people that are based here where it all happens, the industry, whether it's you or the Newmans or the Fuentes, we've got the Davidoff people here now, uh, just between great retailers, great people in the industry. Uh, We could almost have our own convention right down here. Never leave Tampa. It's
6: amazing. It's amazing. It
1: it really is. So, I wanted to just relay that and, and share that. Rick, what is... You know, I know you're working already on cigars for the upcoming uh, really summer release period, fall release period. And I know you don't just start and say, okay, today we're, uh, you know, it's April, Let's we need to start and have something done in two weeks. It doesn't work that way. No. So talk about the lead time, talk about the process, what you what goes in, you and Doug Baldwin, the brand manager, how you get together, how you get together with the people the factories, your tobacco people. Mm-hmm. Give us a whole rundown of the process, the
6: creative so process. The uh, process uh, goes two ways. Uh, uh, sometimes the uh, Doug will uh, reach out to me and say, Ricky, uh, we have, look at the whole, line uh he's always looking the whole line and he says uh i noticed that we have not launched a uh uh uh, body cigar so i want you to create uh the target i'm going to give you in the uh, team in the factory is a mouse cigar so uh when that happens we have the target and we start to work uh work on that the process takes us uh between marketing and blending and uh, uh, manufacturing about a year. So I'm now working on 2021 uh, because we're already done with 2020. And uh, I was in a factory in, uh, I think, February. Uh, And we're working on 2021 and one cigar for 2022 uh, also. But uh, usually they'll give us uh, anywhere from uh, six months to a year to create uh, that design and the blend. And so that process. So that is where it starts about 70% of the time. The other 30% of the time is when... Uh, marketing comes to me what do you want to do what are you hearing out there from your fans what do they want from us and uh, we get together is that this is what they're screaming for the session kind of uh, brand or the uh, session uh, type of smoke and so that uh, process starts there but uh, typically uh, for blending uh, it'll take uh, the team about uh, three to uh, four months to decide on the blend that we're going to match with that presentation i know because doug
1: baldwin and you gave me some hints on some of the new products you'll be releasing you got one big one i'm sworn to secrecy but how about a hint Hmm. because i think june is the target date
6: yeah, I, I think uh, we're going to release a new series called Bones. And Ban- Bones is... I didn't even
1: know. I, I was sworn to secrecy. So I didn't know I could yeah, even release could, the name, we, but yeah, you just did. Yeah, can do, So but, tell uh, Doug, I'm, 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 my confidentiality agreement <laughs> is still intact, but you you I the called beans. him
6: last night. Can I mention Bones? And he says, no, no, you can uh, definitely, because we're going to launch it at the end of May, possibly the beginning of June. Bones is my interpretation of Domino's. Uh, when I get uh, together with my friends and my house and we uh, want to play dominoes we never say we're going to play dominoes we're going to say we're going to slap some bones down tonight and they all come to the house uh, up north where you are from buffalo originally they, right uh, so when you go to the alley and you start to roll the dice you're going to say we're going to roll some bones and so bones is my interpretation for dominoes fantastic Mild, medium, full. Give us a little hint. Uh, it's going to be fuller bodied than the session. So the session is, I think, is a true medium body yeah, cigar. Yeah, medium, medium plus. Yeah. So this is going to be medium plus to full body uh, cigar, and uh, the uh, dark wrapper. I can't get into the uh, blend, but uh, I think when you see the presentation, uh, the box when you open it up it comes with a set of dice that you can start to roll, and uh, but uh, I think uh, you're going to be surprised of the look, the style, the price point, and the blend itself. Yeah, for sure.
1: You heard it first here on the Cigar Dave Show, the new CAO Bones coming sometime in May, early June. Exclusive right here before anyone else knows about it. Yeah.
0: You need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave.
1: continue our Cigar Masters series with Rick Rodriguez, the Master Blender, Ambassador of CAO Cigars. Rick, I want to go back and talk about some of the classic cigars in CAO. There's so many new cigars that you have launched between the Flathead, between the Amazon, we look at the Pilon, uh, the Bullneck, I mean, just so many different cigars, but I really want to go back to some of the oldies but goodies, because those are still big sellers. The CAO Gold, when uh, Connell uh, Osgoner first started CAO, that was his first cigar. Mild, yep. Connecticut wrapper, to this day, a big seller.
6: Uh, number three best-selling cigar to this day. What's is, number one? Yeah, Number one is going to be Flathead. Flathead? Number two is going to be Brazilia. And we'll get the, to that. Yeah, Again, yeah. these are old names that people... legendary list. Legendary. Yes.
1: And I mean, I love the America. Yes. That's another great blend. Yes. And yes. the Brasilia, for good reason, we'll Italia. talk about that. Italia, Italia, but CAO Gold, one of those cigars mm-hmm. that you really don't put a ton behind right now in terms of your marketing efforts because you've launched all these other cigars, mm-hmm. but it
6: just keeps selling you're right and uh you we know that and so we're going to do this year this year i think in uh maybe in august you're going to see a new packaging coming out because we're looking at back all right cao is going to turn 25 in may and so if you go back in time and look at the presentation of that uh that cigar it looks like 25 years ago right so we're going to update the look give that uh, that cigar is due and uh, we're going to showcase it talk about it uh feature it and uh, some events and all that and we're going to bring the attention back to that beautiful line that started cao so look for that uh, but we're i'm here to say we're not going to do anything to the blend the blend is the same the packaging is going to be different. The band is going to be different. And it's going to be a cigar box where we'd be proud to pick up and celebrate life with. Well, we talk about the gold. It's a nice, mild cigar.
1: Very tame any time of day. Ecuadorian, Connecticut wrapper. Nicaraguan binder and filler. Incredibly smooth. Great price point. Just sells.
6: Yep. Quietly, it just sells. Yes,
1: all right. Now, when we look at some of the other classic lines, is the CAO Maduro, is that still? That's still around. Yes. And that's another great cigar. I mean, I tell people, you know, when that came out, I remember it was a little bit more flavorful than the CAO Gold, mm-hmm. but it wasn't off the charts. Right. A little bit of sweetness, a beautiful Brazilian Maduro
6: wrapper, almost a buttery taste with a little sweetness. Right. I compare those lines to Macadill Cafe and Macadill Maduro, the same thing. The 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 flavor that you receive is about the flavor, not the body. So, yeah, that dark wrapper tends to scare people away sometimes. But that if you just want to experience or taste a dark wrapper, That is a great cigar to begin with because it's going to be mild, but it offers you so much flavor, uh, thin body. So I think uh, if you're not trying that cigar, go out, seek it out, and we're going to do the same thing for the Maduro, repackage it. I think you're going to be surprised. Another cigar that is a hidden gem, Mm -hmm. the
1: CAO Cameroon. We talked about Cameroon cameroon to me is just a beautiful wrapper it's not easy because a lot of the leaves aren't very large right the yield is not great but nicaraguan binder and filler cameroon wrapper rich sweet just pleasant you can't go wrong beautiful cigar and i think that's box pressed isn't it square press
6: uh no it's brown but they have a one size of box press okay too. that's what yep,
1: that's yep, probably yep, the size yep, that i always yep. end
6: up grabbing but mm-hmm. just a great cigar and again those are
1: cigars that still sell
6: Without, without a lot of fanfare. No, and we're going to do the same thing in 2021 to pay the attention to that great cigar, too. And we're going to repackage it okay. and bring it up to date. Uh, but uh, for me, uh, I'm everybody that knows me, I, I tell you the truth, and I'm not a fan of you know Cameroon. But uh, hearing the shop owners talk about Cameroon, our Cameroon, they're always saying this. Fuente has the best Cameroon on the market. Right. Number two is CAO. Mm-hmm. It's not Particus in our eyes. It is it's not Kuiba in our eyes. It is your Cameroon from CAO. Right. I think we were kind of, not shocked, but uh, again, an old blend that's been in the market for uh, 17 plus years and uh, still sells number five bestseller in our light is a cameroon
1: number five now a cigar that you launched about i want to say two years ago the Mm -hmm. ceo nicaragua you worked on that that was your baby blend in the world series i can see the blue box right now i love the band the way that all the world opens it's a vertical looking box and the top two thirds opens up and then the bottom third like a flap great shelf up for shelf display. Mm-hmm. But the CAO Nicaragua, I remember you again, you put like five in my sport, sport coat pocket and I asked you about it. You said, Well smoke and then I'll come back and I'll tell you. But you use a lot of Hamistron Nicaragua in there.
6: Yes, but we want to showcase the flavor of Nicaragua without the body. Uh, so the, oh, I'm who, sorry. Honduran, Honduran yeah. Honduran hamstron.
1: Yeah. But you've got a lot of Nicaragua Jalapa, Esteli and Condega in there. So you yeah. use Honduran as the wrapper and the binder, but the filler is all Nicaraguan,
6: which really gives it a lot of a lot of flavor and a lot of power. And we wanted to showcase the filler, not the wrapper. And so, ninety uh, percent of the time. The filler bows to the wrapper, the king of right. the flavor. Correct. But uh, for this line, we wanted to reverse that. We wanted the wrapper to bow to the king, the filler. And so we want to highlight that a special, beautiful tobacco from Nicaragua, but give them the flavor without the body. Because when you think of Nicaragua, sometimes if you ask 10 people, describe Nicaragua, oh, it's going to be... Full body, very spicy, in your face, a mad cigar. And so yeah, that's true to a lot of manufacturers out there. But we're going to show you the other side of the coin. We're going to show you the flavor of Nicaragua without the body. So we launched it and it's one of my favorite cigars to smoke in the uh, morning time. Medium. It's very tame, very approachable. It's not for somebody that wants a super mild cigar
1: because it does have a lot of richness and it does have a lot of the Nicaraguan flavor profile.
6: That's a beauty of uh, working with Cao. Uh, we're not painted in a corner. Like uh, you know, when you think of certain manufacturer, you'll say it's going to be full body. It's going to be this. And right. This. But uh, when you work with Cao. Uh, It's a blank sheet, so we can have the ability to work on a mild cigar, a medium body cigar, a spicy cigar, a full body cigar, a sweet cigar. That's the beauty of uh, working with a CEO because uh, we're not painting into a corner. We just try to deliver what the fans of CEO wants from us.
1: And just like when you create a cigar, you want good balance. You need to have balance in your portfolio. So you do have mild, you do have medium, you do have full, you do have rich, you have spicy, you do have sweetness. You've really got a huge portfolio that, again, sometimes people forget about, but next year you're going to be making a big push, a a repackaging, rebranding on the CAO Gold, the CAO Maduro, the Cameroon, to pay tribute to the 25th anniversary. So you do have something for everybody, and it is very balanced. And
6: that Nicaragua, uh, the price point on that is great as well right it's going to be a uh, range from a uh, uh, high uh, six to maybe uh, uh, mid uh, eights yeah right so great price point can't go wrong on that one of the cigars
1: that we did talk about was the cao brazilian i remember mm-hmm. when cao first came out with the brazilian the italian the america and a lot of people didn't know what to expect right because they looked and said well wait a minute what what are these world cigars all about? I mean, is it all tobacco? No. The Brasilia uses a beautiful Brazilian wrapper. It is, and the, the, the just the band pays tribute to the country,
6: the colors, country, of, the, the colors yeah. of the
1: flag yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of Brazil. Just Nicaraguan binder and filler, but I love the green. It's got that green packaging with blue and the yellow, uh, and it is just a, really a, a it's a unique flavor because that Brazil. Is that an Arapiaca or a Matafina wrapper? Matafina. Matafina. Yeah. Both of those you can't go wrong
6: with. No, no. It, but uh, Brazil, you know, it's yeah. just a hidden gem. It is uh, because it really put on the map Brazilian tobacco. You know, that that's a beauty of uh, Cielo. They were always introducing new tobaccos right from uh, brazilia from italia uh so you have uh, you know uh, uh fillers from italy and so uh colombia brazilia the uh, yeah, amazon basin series so that's the beauty of uh, working for this company called ceo because uh the world is open to any great tobaccos that you want to work with i think it's a legendary blend uh it's the same blend that you're smoking 15 years ago you're smoking today
1: The only Hall of Fame that matters, Rico, is the Cigar Dave, the General Hall of Fame, and it's in. It is absolutely in there. We'll continue with CAO, Master Blender, and Ambassador Rick Rodriguez around the
0: corner. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Dave.
7: Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. After 15 years of hard work, I'd like to introduce you to the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary cigar made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. This cigar showcases a beautiful, oily, Habano wrapper from Ecuador. Fillers from Esteli, Jalapa, and Condega make up a rich, complex, spicy taste with a lot of full flavor. The Decade, another one of our masterpieces. Made in Honduras, beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with secret fillers. It received a 95 rating, one of the highest rated cigars ever in aficionado. This medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. Fifteen years ago they thought we'd never make it in the business. Ten years ago they thought we'd never last. Five years ago they started paying attention. Now we're right where we belong, in your hand. So enjoy the fifteenth anniversary and the decade these cigars will deliver.
1: Becoming a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club gives you the experience of getting three fantastic cigars every month shipped to you. For April 2020, we feature the Davidoff C.A.B. Collection. The C standing for Camacho Ecuador. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, and intense, bold, tangy cigar. The A stands for the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the first press cigar in the Avo portfolio, medium to full-bodied with complex richness. And the B stands for the Back-to-Back Connecticut. A mild-bodied cigar, boutique beauty with a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. The Camacho Ecuador, the Synchro, Nicaragua, and the Back-to-Back Connecticut. Part of the April 2020 Davidoff CAB Collection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, join the Officers Club now. $22.95 per month, you get three great cigars shipped to you. Join now. CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join and be part of the exclusive club. It's our Cigar Masters series with special guest Rick Rodriguez, brand ambassador, master blender for CAO Cigars. And another cigar that's very unique that I remember when it came out, people were like, wait a minute. Italy makes tobacco or or, or grows tobacco, what is this all about? But the CAO Italia at the time when it came out, again, another really standout blockbuster using the the Italian colors and uh, just very, reminds me of a soccer, Uh, just the whole packaging, just very bright, a lot of fun. Now that uses Honduran wrapper, or Honduran binder, Nicaraguan filler, Peruvian filler, which adds a little kick and Italian filler, and I never knew that they grew cigar tobacco in
6: Italy. Oh, the uh, what's the uh, the uh, cigars? The o- Perotti. Yes, I don't yes. know
1: Perotti. I remember there's there's a guy I knew uh, at one of the schools I attended growing up one of the custodians that he always smoked parodies these short little yep. but i don't know if those use italian maybe they do they, I do. do they yeah yeah okay for sure yeah yeah so, so. but very unique got a real earthy sweetness with a lot of flavor that's a rich cigar
6: and the, uh, talking to about the uh, the world series line so you had the uh, brazilian they had the america we had the italia uh we had the nicaragua and uh we had the colombia And the Columbia, unfortunately, we had to take off the market uh, for about a year or two because uh, uh, the sizes that we chose for the original release doesn't match what the FDA wants it to do. So we're going to just uh, take it off the market and change the sizes and reintroduce it again in maybe 2021, possibly 2022.
1: Well, one of the cigars in the World Series from CAO, probably my favorite in the World Series, Mm -hmm. and that is the CAO America. I love the packaging. I love the red, white, and blue. I love the cigar. I love the cool little pinstripe Connecticut Shade wrapper. That's a tough cigar to roll. That is not easy. Very tough. But that uses Connecticut, um, uh, I believe it's Connecticut Broadleaf with the Connecticut Shade. Exactly. I don't call it a, a barber pole. It's not, almost a pinstripe. Okay, and then Brazilian binder, Nicaraguan, Dominican, Italian, and American filler, and that is just a beautiful, full-flavored cigar.
6: Uh, A hit in every location that has a military shops uh, or uh, you know uh, situation, because uh, the military guys and girls love that cigar. It speaks American to them. So, and the Fourth of July too. every 4th of July, everybody's picking up a box. Who says something about uh, seeing fireworks and smoking a, uh, a cigar that represents USA. Yeah, it goes quick right yeah, around, and ch- we
1: usually smoke it, I smoke it on the show right around Memorial Day or yeah. Independence Day. Yeah. And what's interesting about the filler blend in the CAO America, it is 100% Lajaro That is the strongest part of the cigar tobacco leaf. Gets a lot of sun most of the time nobody makes full lejero cigars because it is so powerful when you blend you'll add a little bit maybe a strip a half strip to give it a little bit of punch but this is all 100 percent Lajaro so again not a mild flavored cigar it's rich powerful like the united states of america right right
6: <laughs> and so you even if you when you talk about a lajaro there's certain primings in the the Haro closer to seco will give you more flavor of the body. And so that's the reason we're using Lajero, but lower primings of Ligero, uh because we don't want to uh, release a full body cigar, uh, but uh, definitely has something to that cigar for sure. Rick, also in the World Series, the CAO Osa Soul. I think you blended that, did you not? That was, uh, yes, that's that's part of the World Series. It's kind of uh, the classic series. And that was our first introduction uh, cigar to the market when we took over CAO. So that was the first cigar that we uh, worked on to present to the market uh, that General Cigar is now. Uh, the owner of CAO. now that's very interesting because the wrapper is an Olancho San Agustin the first time we ever use that wrapper for a general's tell me about that wrapper what makes that so unique I think the flavor it's a combination of spice and sweetness but uh, it's a region they're growing that tobacco the region uh, the farm is separated by a river and on the north side of the farm you have uh, Honduras On the south side of the river you have nicaragua and they're growing that tobacco and so if you look at the box the box represents where that tobacco comes from so we had a river but uh, we changed the color blue to represent tobacco so it's now green but the white came from the barns that when we visit this farm for the first time i noticed that the barns were whitewashed it was the first time I've ever seen a barn in the fields in the, uh, the uh, farmers that had a white barn. And so why don't we tell this story about that region, including the river, the barn, and we presented OSA. And sadly, no longer available. I think it was retired. Well, uh, there's two sizes hanging on. There for, is. D- yes, for dear life, right? Okay. Now. <laughs> yeah, so well, uh, there's, there's two sizes. Because, again, I don't fault that cigar. It just falls, sometimes it just falls off the shelf because we introduced so many cigars. Right. And so there's legendary, great blends out there that uh, maybe doesn't see the light of the day today right. because it was made. Forty years ago, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, and it just falls out of uh, you know a favorites and you know, all that. But we're going to uh, try to keep it alive until uh, nobody's buying it. But uh, we they're still, still buying it. Yeah, they're where they still where they can find so, it, they're buying yep,
1: yep. it. Our Cigar Masters guest, Rick Rodriguez, the Master Blender, Ambassador for CAO Cigars. 20 years, 21 years with General Cigar. How long have you been the master blender and ambassador now?
6: Uh, For CAO, uh,
1: it's going on uh, 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. And tell us the process. How was, who approached you about being the master blender and the ambassador?
6: How did that all come about? So uh, uh, what happened is uh, when we... I finished my training. I spent uh, six months in uh, the DR factory learning about tobacco, how we receive tobacco, fermentation, aging, rolling, boxing, shipping, and then I went to the uh, the factory in Honduras and did another six months, and then worked with Benji for about uh, five years, and then after that, we formed a group called uh, Team La Gloria with me. Right. Uh, my Jeannie uh, and uh, Yuri, Yuri, yeah, yep. And so we formed this team, and we're working on taking over La Gloria because Ernie was leaving the company uh, uh, and retiring at that time. Uh, he says, "I want to have one year, and I'll train the three guys to take over La Gloria." When the merges took place for CEO and General Cigar, uh, that blender retired, and uh, Michael said. I think Ricky's ready for his own factory, and I looked at Brian. and Goes, who are you talking about? I'm not ready for my own factory. And uh, Benji, uh, I remember Benji called uh, Dan uh, Carr call and says, Ricky's ready. Uh, give him a shot, and uh, that happened. And so we, uh, they said, no longer you're going to blend for La Gloria. We're going to give you uh, the blending responsibilities for CAO.
1: And the rest is history. It is now 10 years you've been doing that. What what do you enjoy most,
6: and what do you enjoy least? The most uh, I enjoy is uh, uh, doing events and really reaching out. I love the factory. I love to go to the factory and, and see my friends and uh, work with my friends and all that. But you know what? At the end of the day, uh, I want to share these stories about our blends. And so if you give me the opportunity, you can either go to the factory for a month or be on the road and talking to your consumers for a month give me the road because that is where I make my living uh, to be able to share these uh, stories with these uh, fans Uh, it's special to me so that is my far uh, traveling and doing what I do in events the least least favorite has got to be Delayed flights, just canceled flights, fly- and long layovers. Fly-in. Just flying. There you, know, you go. Yeah, he's
1: just flying. Not, not yeah, not, not, for sure. not, yeah. That's 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 the hassle factor, yeah. and unfortunately, uh, you have to change planes to get to different cities because you're all over the country and really all over the world, especially when you travel down to Honduras, Nicaragua, mm-hmm. or to see Guillen, who oversees the General Cigar Factory in the Dominican Republic, down in in Santiago. All right. Special thanks to Rick Rodriguez. The Brand Ambassador, Master Blender of CAO, Cigar Masters Series. You got new information exclusive about the new CAO that is going to be released probably May, maybe in June. Also, special thanks to Jeff Borshowitz, the founder, owner of Corona Cigars in Orlando, and the Davidoff uh, Store Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Cigar Dave, the General, same here. Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America strong again. Screw the Chinese Communist Party. Screw the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. Let's get America back. It's going to happen.